Hey everyone, this is Daisies.live. I'm Scott. Miral. And I'm Shreya. And we are here with Bollywood movies, TV reviews, news and gossip. Miral, please tell us what is on the agenda this week. This week we have, actually, uh, we have two movies and a show. Uh, we have uh, Humbi Akele, Tumbi Akele that is playing on Hotstar. Uh, I don't know if you guys got to watch it. I did. Um, you mm -hmm. did? Okay. Yep. We'll talk about that for sure. We will also review Out of Love, which is also playing on Hotstar. I had watched season one a long time ago when it released. And then, of course, season two is releasing a few episodes at a time. And I'm kind of enjoying that as well. And, of course, we will also review Salman Khan's Radhe. I've got a lot to talk about about that headache. But apparently, so did uh, the before, internet. Before we get started with all of that, let's start with reviewing Humbi uh, Akele, Tumbi Akele. Scott, back to oh, you. Oh, God. Okay. All right. So I will give the premise, and then I want to hear what Shreya has to say. Uh, Moral, did you did you watch this this movie? You did. Okay. All right. So the premise it's 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 actually it a fairly straightforward movie. It's um it's a a, a gay man and a uh, a lesbian. Um, have some personal problems in their own in their relationships, and they become very good friends, and they live together. And then at the end, things kind of happen. And that's about all I'm going to say. Shreya Moral, please break down this film for us because i i had I had some real issues with it. First of all, who got the idea to make a movie about this? Like it. You're right. Scott was right. It was really straightforward. Like you could sit down in one sitting, watch the whole thing and like no confusion. But at this point, I was like, while I was watching it, I was like, who thought like sat down one day and was like, ah, yes, this is a real societal problem. This is what the world and we needs. Should make a movie. Yeah, we should make a movie about it because I'm pretty sure everybody wants to watch this. I was so confused, like going through it. I was like, like, I get it but I could not relate to it a single bit in my life. I was, it's like, I was watching, have you ever seen like strangers or your neighbors have arguments and you can hear it through the wall and you're like hearing every detail without knowing anything that's happening with like in their lives. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, it was literally like that. I was like, I was so confused throughout the entire movie about like why it was made, like what the premise was. And again, as Scott said, I definitely had a couple bones to pick, but I'm pretty sure we're going to have bones to pick about the same thing. So I'm going to get, let Moral give her review. Let's hear it, Moral. So I, when I started watching the movie, uh, you know, the first thought that I had was, why did somebody feel the need for writing this story? <laughs> what, was the, what was the urgency for writing this story? I mean, I get it that somebody needs to just get a story out there, but there needs to be a need to get the story out, right? And I didn't see the urgency for the story to be told. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So, so that was my first thought. Go ahead. Um, and and you know, uh, of course, um, you know, every story has a needs to have a uh, have a hook, right? Mm -hmm. And somehow, I just couldn't find a hook for the story. I didn't. I didn't know where. I didn't understand why. Uh, what the latch to the story was. Um, it. I'm pretty sure this was meant to be an an authentic story about queer love or you know an LGBTQA relationship, and 
I I applaud it for for being a first one or or to give um, maybe maybe a platonic bond or friendship or soulmate kind of a story a chance. Um, when I watched the trailer, that's what I thought this was going to be, and I was glad that something of the sort could be made, but. That's where it stopped because it wasn't really, it, it just stopped being a story the moment it, the, the screenplay just was all over the place. Um, whatever I thought it would be in a very beautiful story kind of a format, it just went off in 50 different directions, so many different um different aspects were, were, were brought in that there was no soul to the story. Right. Uh, th there was no cohesiveness to the story. And I felt really let down by the writing. Um, there were so many unavoidable uh, angles to this. Um, it just fell flat for me. There was the, the storytelling failed. I wish they had just picked a one one angle and taking it deeper instead of tearing this entire story apart in so many different uh, ways where it stopped being cohesive, it stopped being pure, it stopped being, uh, the integrity of the story just dissipated for me. Um, it was just that for me. I, I, I wish it wasn't that confusing. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, do you want to hear what I think? Go. Absolutely. Uh, uh, and I ask because the answer could easily be no. Um, <laughs> all right. There is a scene in the middle of the movie when they're, um, they're stuck in the hotel and they have dinner. He makes dinner for, for her. And um, they have a conversation about gender and attraction. And I think that's the, that's the pivot point of, of mm -hmm. the story, right? When he says you can be attracted, you can be in love with someone and it's, it, it's, it's bigger than gender. Uh, it can be genderless. And I think that certainly is the, is the hinge, right. Of the story that let's have a genderless, maybe like, like beyond gender sort of relationship. Um, and so I want to say two things about that. Number one, Maybe I just don't get it. And, and I'm not saying that in a, um, in a dismissive, flippant way. Right? I'm, a, I'm a straight guy. Maybe there's, there are things going on in this movie that I just didn't get. And, and if that's the case, then I just missed it. And okay. Um, but if, if I did get it, if that, that is what this movie is about, then I really I, I had a problem with the ending. And I think the ending e either there were two th there was two possibilities with the ending either and and I, I can we spoil it can we can we say what that what happened because otherwise the rest of the review doesn't make sense can we at least hint at it morale i think we should just hint at it we should tell yeah, okay the all right so so at the very end and i mean like at the it's the it's the end of the movie um someone else comes into the woman's life um, and I, it's been, I've, I watched this movie like five or six days ago, so I don't even remember the, the character's name and I apologize, but the, the, the lesbian, her girlfriend, her ex-girlfriend shows up and the, the, the man that she's living with has this real pang at first. He's cool about it, but he has this, this weird jealousy. And, and then he, um, he, he does something very dramatic. 
um, as a, in, in response to that jealousy, to that discomfort with this woman being involved and, and back in her life. Um, and that I had a problem with that because either we're saying, okay, um, no, attraction is not genderless. There has to be some hook there. Or um, in which case, how is there a hook with a gay man and a lesbian? So it doesn't make sense. Or he was just being like, he was just upset that she came into the picture. And I, I, there wasn't enough development. Like she just shows up and then boom, he gets upset and does this dramatic thing. Like it, it didn't really, it didn't really develop as a, as a, a love triangle. It wasn't a true love triangle yet. It didn't, it didn't feel like it was, um, you know, it was an ex-girlfriend. It could have been a fling. Who knows? I just didn't get the feel one way or the other that this was a relationship that would threaten him. So um, I, the, the ending didn't really make sense to me. Maybe I didn't get it. Maybe I'm misreading it, but I I just didn't. It, it was unsatisfying to me. What do you two think? Am I, am I misreading that? Am I, what, what do you think? I don't think the story, the story for me started being convincing after a little while because I think it, it, it was just, they were just giving it too many angles that just didn't make sense. And I, I stopped believing the characters because, you know, when the characters don't do convincing stuff, you start validating the stuff they start, they're doing. Okay. All right. Sharia, what do you think? I personally didn't understand it either, but momentarily I had assumed that even though they didn't give like enough of a development, my main question was, you are right, Scott. Why was he threatened by yeah. like, a previous relationship yeah. if they were talking about like the gay man, lesbian woman, even the concept of genderless love, like which I, I grew up with, right? So I, I like completely understand it. So um, like, you know, I grew up in a generation where they where they start teaching you like love is beyond sexuality and gender. So like even Great. yeah, even without enough of a background, I still did not understand. I was like, so what from what angle is this man getting threatened? Yeah, like, exactly. Like I never had a friend in my life. So like, you know, she coming into my life and really like understanding me for all that I am and now she has someone who's taking my attention away from her then I'd be like great I get why he's directly if he's like you know what I realized I'm not truly gay I'm actually bi like now I'm really into her then I would understand if he was like I'm looking past gender when it comes to her so then therefore my sexuality is beyond just being gay and her sexuality is beyond being lesbian now I understand like I have an attraction to her okay great but like like but what, it which one of them is it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Which one of those was it? Like you didn't, you didn't give me inf enough information. It's like right. it's as if like an ex boyfriend showed up to my house, and all of a sudden Scott was like, "Man, I'm so angry." I'm like, "Okay, but like why? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, like for what? You're reason? 80. Why are you so upset? <laughs> exactly. Like what is the? There was I be, maybe like I couldn't even I can't even pick, put enough pieces of this puzzle together to come up with my own answer. It made him. It made him extremely petty. Exactly. His response, like without, like you said, without more information, without more development, he just came across as a really insecure, petty. Again, maybe I'm missing something. And I, I don't think I am, but maybe I am. It's just, but from where I sat, I just like, why did that happen? No, you're why? completely correct. I believe it too. At first okay. I thought maybe he was just jealous because he was like, I don't have someone and she has someone like, but then, like, again, it's so open-ended that the three of us could have yeah. interpreted it three yeah. different ways and we still wouldn't know which was correct. Yeah. Okay. So I think, yeah, I think that's, 
that's a that's a wrap. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. I mean, again, if if these kinds of issues are important to you, I mean, it, it's certainly interesting, right? L lesbian and gay man living together, uh, challenging the concept of gender, challenging the concept of arranged marriage, and what it means to be a straight man. You know, the 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 father who was the in the in the army. Okay, if these questions are important to you, watch the film. But from a basic storytelling angle, you might find the ending unsatisfying. We did. I'm Sherry Bopana, Miss India America 2020, and you're listening to Daisies.Live. Daisies.Live, this is Scott, and we're back. I'm here with Moral and Shreya, and we just got done talking about... What did I'm we just get? There we go. We just got done talking about that, and um, we were not huge fans of it. Uh, we didn't hate it but we were I, I would say we were just confused um and that's okay you know I, I go through life confused an awful lot um but that's not a good sign when you're watching a movie you want clean resolution anyway now we're moving on to out of love and this uh season one came out what two couple years ago Right, yeah. 2019, 2018, yes. 2019, and season two uh, is being released on uh, in a few episodes at a time on Hotstar. Uh, I have I watched all of season one, and I watched the first episode of season two. Sharia, how about you? No, I haven't watched any of them, unfortunately. Okay, so Moral, it's just you and me. Let's go. Out of love, uh, out of love, season one. Why don't you tell? Why don't you give us the premise, and then I'll give you my my first blush reactions to it. So this is a story of a couple, uh, this Akersh, Purab Kohli, yes. and, um, and Mira, which is Rasika Dugal. And Akersh and Rasika Dugal have a son and they're happily married till Rasika Dugal's character Mira finds out that Akersh is having an affair with a much younger Aliyah and Ali is pregnant. And this is all season one. And um, Wait, I don't think you gave that the dramatic emphasis that it needed she's pregnant she's pregnant yeah so there's complications around Arya's rich father and Akersh's work and so um they get divorced and Alia and Akersh marries Alia and they have a daughter and second season is because she was divorced. pregnant Right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And and Mira and, and you know this entire love-hate relationship between Akersh and Mira, where where Mira then takes the son and starts living in Kanoor. In second season, uh, Akersh has moved to Delhi but moves back to Kanoor to torture Mira out of Kanoor. So um this love-hate relationship between Akersh and Mira, where Akersh is trying to drive Mira out of Kanoor but keep the son because he misses the son. Um, and things don't go well for Akersh because Mira retaliates. Uh, and uh, so so the, the episodes are dropping uh, every other week, I think every week, bit by bit. But uh, very interesting twists twist and turns. And of course, uh, Rasika Dugal and Purup Koldi are phenomenal together. Uh, you'll just love that, that, that chemistry between them and the love-hate relationship. They are just phenomenal together. But uh, but really interesting series. What do you think, Scott? Huh, well, <laughs> it was um, man. The first half, where she's just she just plays the uh, the suspicious woman, wife. the suspicious wife, and she gets a little 
I almost said a little crazy. That's wrong. She gets a uh, she goes she gets a little extreme in her behavior, but it turns out that she was completely right. And so, once she once she finally finds out, for there's no there's no way that Akarsh can can explain his way out of this when when it's irrefutable. That frankly is when the series gets really interesting because you know they play with you a little bit as the viewer. Is she being too suspicious? Is this really going on? I mean, like from the first scene, the very first scene of the of the of the there's there's a clue that something's happening. But really, once she decides, once she figures it out, then it gets because then it's well, what's going to happen? How, and and you can because she went to such lengths to find out what was going on and if in fact he was having an affair you knew that this was not going to end well for him yeah, and well, she's very dramatic in the way she does things right? that's what i'm saying that that's what i'm saying yes i mean okay so i i i just want to this one scene i think explains a tremendous amount the, uh she has she is now full-blown she has figured out everything she has she has seduced his accountant to find out what's going on with the paperwork. And she knows she's looked through his phone phones. She, she knows the whole story and she uh, pops, they pop in unannounced to some friends, a friend's house where uh, the young woman that he's having an affair with, where she lives, her, their friends with, uh, she is friends. The, the, the doctor and her cheating husband are friends with uh, this woman's parents. And, she is looking at some artifacts from their travels like this. I picked up this in France and I picked up this in where she, she holds this vase and she just drops it and it shatters. It just, push. and I thought that is a not so subtle clue from the writers that shit is going down. And it does, man, that it is the most uncomfortable dinner I love uncomfortable dinners. They are some of my favorite scenes in movies and TV where she just, she just like, if there were dino, if she's Wiley e. Coyote, just blowing up stuff. I mean, just, just everything goes to hell. She blows everything up, leaves she, every bridge crossing has been burned, blown up. The earth has been salted. She is a woman on a mission. And frankly, like there's a part of me that's like, she kind of overdid it. But she kind of didn't. I mean, he was a jerk. I mean, he really, not just the cheating, like he forged her name and took her money and mortgaged the house. And it just, he he deserved it. He really did. Uh, but man, she did not hold back. <laughs> and and when when she broke that that vase, I thought, yeah, okay, here we go. And and that was it. That was I, I thought that, she was phenomenal, but he was what an actor. I mean, Burakoli's come a long way. And come on, the guy's matured as an actor. He is phenomenal. Okay, the only thing I will say about him, and then I'll I'll get your response your reactions to this. But I I thought, okay, if I'm the husband, if I'm the cheating, lying, stealing husband who has been playing it cool. Right, I've been playing it cool this whole time, and then my wife, whom I've now decided that I can't stand anymore because she's just wrecked. He played it; he was too calm. I don't like in the first episode of season two. He was vindictive and nasty, and kind of 
kind of like, all right, you want it? Okay, here we go. It's in your faith. But like, he just seemed like it was, man, this is a, his, his response was, wow, this, um, boy, this is a real problem. Who's going to pick up our son at the soccer game? Like that's, that's as, as, as upset as he seemed like, oh man, this is, this is a, a, a scheduling problem that needs to be fixed. He didn't seem nearly as upset as I would be if I were the lying, cheating jerk. He did, there, was, there was very little emotion. Like See, I am well, more- He doesn't seem to have a conscience. His character sketch is very clear. He, uh, he, he's a psychopath. For somebody uh, like him- No, but the, 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 the difference between season one and two is significant. Mm-hmm. Like I am more upset about- this than he was at the end of season until until finally at the very very end he threw her down and like she cut her face when he he got physical with her but Mm. up until that point he was just like dude you know like i i do i wasn't i wasn't buying it i thought she has intentionally wrecked your entire life and you don't seem that upset about it that was that that was the only problem I had with the series. He was just like, man, this this kind of sucks. That was his response. His response was not nearly as upset. He was not nearly as upset as I as I thought he would or thought, could or I should thought, be. I thought he harbored a lot of uh, animosity against her at the end of season one because at the very end, yes, he did, and he kept it with him, and that's what's coming back as a revenge start of season two. That's how mm, yeah. I remember season one. He was so just too chill. What he's bring, bringing with him season two is that revenge. He is all for her. He wants to destroy her. He wants to take the sun away. And his her. yes, season two, uh, Akarsh is the guy. That's like th- that. That character makes sense. End of like as as my life is being blown up. See uh, Akarsh. He seemed. He just seemed too calm. Now I get it. Now he makes sense but as a see, character. Season one, he is the guy who's trying to hide stuff. He wants life to go on as it is because he's having the best of all She put talks. everything out there. She she let it all out. And he was just like, hey, don't listen. We got to stop. Hey, why don't you stop it? Shh, just come on. This is. I think we've had enough. He's, I think we need to go home now. He should. I, like, I would have reached across the table because, if I were the lying, cheating scumbag. I would have reached across the table and strangled her. She blew everything up, and he was just like, "Oh man, he's just Funny. trying to have the best of both worlds. He's he's just trying to maintain the calm between the mistress and the girlfriend yeah. and, and the wife because he just wants mm. both. He doesn't want to let one go. He's having a good time. Why would he stop? She's gone. That's the point. That's what I'm saying. She's gone. He should have realized it. He, di- I, I don't know. Hey, I think we disagree you know, on that. Okay. You know, All right. Men, men, men that. As a man, I know, know, I know men. Yes. Honestly, men, men that have the have the. Let, let me just call it balls again. Men have yes. balls to yeah. balls to have extra. Women can have balls too, by the way. Do not do not do not see that they're hurting anybody. They they see that they, they feel they're worth it, right? Again, again, she put on the black dress. She dropped the vase, and he's like, "What are you? What are you doing? You are dropping expensive th-. like." And exactly. then she just—he's not—he's not worried about—he's not worried about how he's wrecked her life. He's worried about the cost of the vase. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. That's not my point. My point is not. My point is he should be a lot more upset. That's that's it. Like he he is not someone who cares. No, about I, I'm 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 thinking he should be upset about. He's upset about the wrong thing. You're thinking he should be a lot more upset? He's upset yeah. about the wrong thing. He's upset about the race. He should it's be just, upset about the women. <laughs> well, 
he, this is pre nah no 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 this is one once she goes once he he was just way too calm about breaking a friend's artifact and then he was way too calm at dinner as she slowly and methodically he, destroys he, his life he's trying his best to maintain calm at somebody else's house and that too his girlfriend's father again so. i maintain i maintain that if someone has destroyed my life and potential it just talked about she said oh by the way she's pregnant and oh by the way she had an abortion that, that those are not times to keep calm those are times to be like what the bleep you know he was just that's all I'm saying. Season two of Karsh, yes, much oh more my interesting God. because Se- he's season much two more Akarsh, evil. He is, yes. he is lethal. He will yes. do anything That's to destroy all I'm her. Yeah. Yes, he's much more interesting in season but, but, two. But how far have you gone? Have you, have you watched the latest? Just, no, just one episode. There's one that dropped yesterday that was like, Ugh, she's she's hurting him now. Frankly, I think I think she was well within her within her rights. I think she walked right up to the edge of overdoing it and stopped. Maybe she put a foot over overdoing did you, did it. Did you watch yesterday's? All I said, I said I just I watched the first episode of season two. That's it. And oh, I think no. honestly, watch she overdid la- it. Watch the latest. He overdid she, it. He he does it back. Sneaking around his house. They, they going, they're going back and forth. Uh, he heard her, and now yesterday she heard him back. So I kind of got the impression that season one would be. This is this is fun. Him, I'm I'm loving getting, I'm loving how they're doing it to each other. I'm absolutely loving it. It felt I just, like I, I I'm so sorry for the kid though. <laughs> the kid is in the middle. So yeah, I okay. He's yeah. I, I I feel like he's getting but, manipulated. But, but having having said that, I love season one and season two. Very watchable. Love this uh, this back and forth. Both actors are phenomenal. Rasika Dugal, Puru Kohli, just phenomenal. Both of them in their respective roles as the warring uh, ex couple. <laughs> yeah, it feels like the War of the Roses. So far, I'm just going to say so far, she is in the wrong in season two. She is the one overstepping her bounds. She can't no, let no, it no, go. No, no. She's sneaking around at his you house. Haven't caught up, you haven't caught up with I just said I haven't. this episode. Yes. No. I don't think she's out of bounds. I think she's perfectly doing it. The way oh, she, she should just walk into someone's house and sneak, look through their stuff. And she should just do that, look through their stuff and 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 crash the wedding reception she should just do that that's okay oh, no 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 you haven't watched the latest episode uh, hey you're being you're being so opinionated about the woman oh no scott 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 no 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 uh, wait watch the latest episode he's trying to drive her out of her home for no reason <laughs> we got okay. a man versus woman problem here we need no i i think she here. was totally with but, I, but, wait a minute i don't think you heard people, me honestly people our verdict on out of love is watch it is so yes, watchable. definitely you watch are going to enjoy this uh, this this definitely one. watch definitely. definitely watch season two where the woman is wrong she's right no, in season the woman one but she's is wrong. not wrong the man is totally out of bound he needs to be arrested oh <laughs> in, in season one not in season two in season two right now <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Naman, and you're watching me on Daisies.live. Daisies.live, this is Scott, and we are back. I'm here with Shreya and Mira, and we um, we just got done arguing over Out of Love Seasons 1 and 2, and uh, I'm not going to say I'm right about it, but I'm, I'm right about it. Wait, does that sound petty? That sounds petty, doesn't it? Very. Uh, I, I'm going to take that back. Very, very. I'm going to take that back. Not really but in uh, now we're talking about um 
Yes, I am. Uh, your most wanted buy. Is this like Colleen Baya? That, it's is called Radhe. <laughs> Radhe. But is by okay, so help me out with your Bhai most- brother, your most wanted brother. Bhai means brother. Okay. Hindi. Bhai means Bhai is Hindi for brother. So so and and you know, it's also like, you know, hello brother, hi brother, you know, as yeah, as yeah, you no, would I- you would call you you'd say hi, hi brother uh, to anyone in English. You'd you'd also say hi bhai to anyone in Hindi. So Kaleen Baya from Mirzapur. Exactly, that one, that one. So you'd call up Zen and say, hi, Zen, hi, how are you? Okay, cool. I like that. You can call I'm going to start using that. You can that. call him and say, hi, bye. I'm going to make tomorrow. it my catchphrase for 2021. <laughs> That's your catchphrase. Really, you can call anybody bhai. You can call any Indian, South Asian person, call them bhai. Is that a, is so that a thing? I just walked up to Maral and I was like, bye. I need you to tell me about Oh, no. Ba, 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 hey, you, 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 Shreya. Bhai is male. I know, but the way she phrased and, it. And, she and the like, female, female is behen, by the way. Behen? Oh, that's pretty. I like that. Okay. Behen. Wait, what? Behen. Behen. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. All right. Excellent. Oh, so did, did you watch this film? Did you yes. watch Rade? Yes. What's, the, what's it about? Before it's we about get into headache. it. <laughs> it's about a headache. It's about a... Are we being Unfortunately, literal? I got a headache. Watching okay. the movie. Okay, so what is the actual story about? Oh, so the actual story is about Mumbai City, and they have a major drug crisis in schools and colleges. And of course, the only person who can clean up this problem is a reckless cop called Radhe, who is one and only Salman Khan. Mm-hmm. And he's a one-man army. And he is the one who can destroy the drug lord, Rana. I used to love Rana. I was in love with Ramdeep Huda till this movie happened. And now I don't even want to look at him. Okay, so but, what, but he's what the was so only bad about reason, it? He's the only reason I would watch the movie still, honestly. Okay. All right. So it, it's a, it's a, is this an action movie? Is this a thriller? What, what like how, what <laughs> is it neither, is it both? I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what kind of a movie this was. Okay. All right. <laughs> so Salman Khan is a superstar in Bollywood. All right. Yes. Before the movie was even released, he sold the movie for 260 crores. I don't even know. That's in rupees. I don't even know. I, I had to do the dollar conversion of this movie. He sold this to an OTT platform, to, to, to Z5 for 260 crores. So he made his money even before the movie released. And seriously, I don't know why they bought it in the first place, because there's nothing in this movie. Uh, he's paired with, with a very young, young star who could be his granddaughter, uh, Disha Patani. She's, she's terribly young and... There's nothing that she offers in this movie except a few songs and dance routines. Good body, though. And literally, she can't even act. And uh, all she does in the movie is dance. And she she doesn't even look glamorous. She doesn't even look good with him. And the dialogues between the two, they're so out of sync. The dialogues are so ridiculous. They're not even funny. Literally, one dialogue is like, he asks her, what's your name? And she says, Dia. And... His answer is, you know, I'm going to name my sister Nadia. What? Are you sitting there like, seriously? Is that even a dialogue? And then, you know, 
I mean, it's like it's like you go, you watch every Salman Khan movie in the world, and you come back and you mishmash it and you put it right here, and that's supposed to be this movie, and it's infuriating. You, I don't know how people can sit there and watch another Salman Khan movie like this. I mean, literally, he does nothing. He only flexes his muscle. He tries to look cute. Wait, he doesn't look cute anymore muscle? because he used to look. He's, he's looked like, like this forever for like fifty years of his life or whatever. Whatever his age is, sixty 80. maybe. I don't know. But but there is no difference between the last thirty movies that he's done or whatever number of movies he's done and this one. And he just kind of sleepwalks through this movie. There's nothing here. Literally nothing. And, you know, I remember watching Dabang 3 and I almost walked out of the theater and I swear yeah, you I hated walked that. Right, this yep. one too. Yeah, okay. And honestly, I don't know why Prabhu Deva made this movie. I seriously, if I ever meet Prabhu Deva, I'm going to ask him why. Why does he do this? The money. Because by the time, but no, by the time I walked out of the theater, I, which, you know, I put my life at risk going to a theater watch, to watch this. I had a headache. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, okay. All right. What are we and going no, to no, listen to? No, no, I have to, to tell you, Randeep Huda, oh. love him to bits, but Randeep, why? Why are you here? Why, Randeep? You look beautiful. You are a badass villain. You are, I mean, you walk, my the God. ultimate bad you boy. You walk, you look, you know. Hot walk. Vi- villains, villains Villain are walk. to shame. But why? Mm. Even You look bad with this. Seriously? You did this movie, literally. There is no progressive narrative. You know, gone are the days when people would love this kind of narration or this kind of entertainment. Uh, Indian cinema has moved on from this shit. Please move on. I just don't know why we're still stuck here. Hey, what's up? This is Shishi, and you're listening to my music on Daisy's.live. Daisy's.live, this is Scott, and we are back. I'm here with Shreya and Maral, and we just got done eviscerating... Radhe, your most wanted buy. Um, and now, oh boy, this is this is easily Moral's favorite part of the show where we talk about television series. Absolutely. So this week we had two fan groups here. Uh, the first was, of course, uh PRKSAB that is coming back with season three of the series and uh, we had the fan club here and they were talking about the stories that they expect as a part of season three and of course we saw the teaser that they released for season three as well that uh, Shahir Sheikh and Erica Fernandez both released on Instagram and that was crazily lapped up by the fans and they're so excited to have them back and then uh, after we released fan fiction Shahir Sheikh himself reposted the fan fiction on his Instagram um, from our from our feed so that was great yeah that was that was amazing and he actually wrote saying so proud of you so uh, he was very happy and hearts were a flutter all over India. Oh my God! The fans went crazy. They oh yes, they love this man. I, I've witnessed. I have witnessed the love. The love they have for him is just. Uh, it's astonishing. It's, it's unbelievable how much the girls love him. It's yes. unbelievable. He's one of the biggest television stars that there, there is. Oh. And then, of course, we had uh, the team uh, from the fan club of Shorianoki Kahani back in studios earlier today as usual. And th- today they wanted, of course, a lowdown on what happened uh, with the show 
during the week and, you know, different aspects of what they learned from the show. And the bigger one, of course, the takeaway was how to put your thoughts forward without getting agitated, uh, how to calmly put your thoughts for, uh, forward without getting agitated or being disrespectful, what they learned from Anoki this week. But also they spoke about this entire mentality of uh, being derogatory towards middle-class girls. And uh, they had a few thoughts about it. And we're going to play you a little bit um, off that thing. Now, both these uh, talks are out in separate episodes on our Instagram, on our YouTube um, as videos and as podcasts downloadable from Apple, Google and Spotify feeds off our Daisy Stone Live podcast. Feel free to download them anywhere here. And of course, as excerpts from a Daisy Stone Live show on radios in the game. I'm Shreya Bopana, Miss India America 2020, and you're watching me on Daisies.Live. This show is called Shari or Anoki Ki Kahani, and we're here with, with fans who have dialed in all the way from India. And we're going to have another fun conversation this week. Of course, we're going to get a lowdown of the story. And then, of course, as usual, like every week, we're going to pick up one social topic and have a discussion around why this topic is important for these ladies. So, you know why we picked this up? Because daily soaps in India have stereotyped the image of the good Indian girl. And one thing that always really has fascinated us here in North America has been that, you know, the real good Indian girl always wears Indian clothes. The bad Indian girl does not wear Indian clothes. She wears Western clothes. For some reason, that stereotype has stayed with us. And it's it's so stereotypical that it's almost funny for us. It's, it's not something that we really identify with anymore. The real good Indian girl speaks fluent Hindi. So if you're not a real good Indian girl, you don't speak your mother language. You, she cooks scrumptious food. She carries a no makeup face. She's shy to the core. So if you're not shy, you're not a good girl. So these stereotypes are, are so prevalent in, in Indian daily soaps that for some reason, if you are outspoken and you are, you're not that character that the Indian soaps portray, somehow you're not acceptable to the Indian society. And in a world where, we're, where women are breaking stereotypes, these shows, these serials portray women that are so out of place that for some reason, the Indian mind has become a junk. And no longer does the new Indian woman identify with what is being shown to a normal Indian family on telly. And we are here discussing why this happens. So here we are with the ladies. Let me introduce them to you. We have Supriya, we have Sumi, we have Shreya and Manushi. And they've logged in all the way from India and we're gonna to talk to them about their favorite show. They are fans, they're part of the Shaki family, they call themselves, the Sharanoki or Anoki Kahani family. And they are fans of the show because this show is a different one. This show is breaking this stereotype, not caring about what the rest of the shows on the telly are really portraying. And it's talking to them. And then we'll talk about a very important topic. And the topic for this week is why is being middle class shown so toxic in Indian series, in Indian serials. So why? So, so this entire thing was when she goes and she sees uh, Anoki dance, um, Shagun, 
uh, she sees Kanchan dance. Her 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 first expression, and, and so does Devi. Devi demeans um, Anoki. She demeans um, uh, Gayatri. She demeans. Their whole business plan is to get middle class girls and then be able to rule over middle class girls because they listen to them. What is this entire story with middle class girls? Why are middle class girls looked down upon in Indian society? And why, especially in Indian serials, are they demeaned like this? Why are they supposed to be inferior people? Uh, can we start with Priya? So the primary conditioning of the middle class society is, um, is uh, that the girls um, have to be married off. So even if they're educated, the education is meant for marriage. Because if they are educating their girls at least to a graduate level or postgraduate level, they will get a very good guy. Maybe from US, from uh, America. So this is the primary conditioning, conditioning number one. And the second conditioning is like, you know, if you are married, then you have to adjust somehow or other. So the so they, the primary conditions that they look at, oh, family is good, elite, academic, highly business class, what more do you need? They don't think about the girl's identity. They don't think about the girl's dream. They don't think about the girl's self, uh, this thing. So this is a general uh, conditioning which happens in and around the society. And there is a divide between them and the rich class. So that is what is being shown in the series, very more often than not. So it's not like, you know, um, I, I have seen it personally myself across the small towns, across the cities, in the, and I've seen it in my family. What do you think, Sumi? Why, why does this uh, hatred towards middle-class girls exist in Indian television and why they look down upon? Actually, I think I have a slightly different point of view. Uh, I think there are two layers to it. One, uh, one layer is they try to um, reinstate the belief that, you know, middle-class is not good enough because, you know, the majority of the audience of Indian television generally is middle-class, like the lower middle-class, the middle middle-class, the upper middle-class. So when you you say this narrative, you are kind of uh, making this aspirational for the middle class who is watching it, you know, who is saying that, oh, I, I want to achieve that, that upper status in the society because I don't want to be here anymore. It's like if you go to a luxury car store and somebody tells you that I'm sorry, you cannot buy the car because you cannot afford it or you are not good enough. It gives, it gives me a goal that, oh, okay, 10 years down the line, I am going to come back to the store and I am going to buy this. So there is a layer of making the TV shows aspirational for the middle class. Then there is a second layer of uh, degrading it, going it, you know, defaming it further so that, you know, so when antagonists talk about middle class in such uh, uh, derogatory way, what it does to middle class is it makes them more inclined towards the protagonist. It, it makes you more invested. So when a protagonist fights with the antagonist and the battle is raging on, a middle-class person thinks it's my personal battle because she just insulted me five episodes back. You know, so it, it, you are more invested in the story because they're selling the story to majority of the middle class. You know, the, the people who are watching TV, they are 
invested in the stories. So it's like they show what sells more. Do you agree so with that? I agree with uh, Sumi. Uh, like, okay, I'll tell you what. It's like capitalizing on a demography, middle class, forties, aunties, and uh, they usually watch shows. And it's not just Indian shows, by the way. It's all across South Asian countries, be it Pakistani, Bangladeshi, even Korean, Turkish, Turkish. Every society, like every TV shows you go, you'll find these themes because these are like, uh, okay. All TV shows are meant for certain demography. We know, and they usually target the middle class, which is the most uh, what do you say, uh, most profitable for them because they are the one who's going to watch TV every day at nine o'clock. Uh, the rich will, you know, probably be sitting in a theater somewhere, you know, watching. Like though they are not going to be watch, they are not going to watch TV shows. That is not the demography. So I think they are actually, you know, uh, what do you say? Uh, they are discriminating discriminating against the rich. So if you Uh, look at like uh, uh, it from a perspective like from the 90s when it this uh, indian tv uh, daily show uh, uh, series thing started ekta kapoor was the one who brought this you know middle class thing because i remember in the 90s and 2000 there was not this uh, middle class thing or such shows existed like there were like tulsi parvati uh, kumkum uh, prerna every bahu is middle class Yes, I was just saying I agree with uh, both of them actually. So uh, the eighties and seventies, uh, eighties, even the nineties shows were much more realistic to our uh, intelligence. Actually, we used to connect with it more. Uh, they were a crisp, short, uh, like crisp writing, uh, no no drama, no over you know over dramatic influences, nothing like that. It was crisp, clear with uh, protagonists, both male and female, having a clear viewpoint, and there is no. um you know those antagonist here what happens in the shows there is always that one person who is whose only job in the life is to create mess for the protagonist you know that whole concept was not there before people used to live their own lives in the family you have joint family shows there is there's some level of you know a discontentment but it was not to the level of uh, uh infusion that is there today so definitely there has been a degradation and i think because there is there was a sudden outburst of television audience in the 9 in the 2000s because if you know um it reached to lot more people than before and only doordarshan was there only few shows used to come just like one hour in a day and now it has like 24/7 process 24/7 it has reached every rural area so you know if you take the majority so they are catering to the majority but in that majority we are not there we are left behind because we don't understand that uh, you know those shows anymore i'm having a a difficult time understanding exactly what you're saying because from my experience these this idea of the middle class and putting down the middle class uh, from a western perspective it's a little different it doesn't have that sexist uh element that oh, i'm picking totally. up yeah and what and, and i'm not saying that this is a constant in western tvs and movies but there is there's definitely this um strain of films and storytelling where the middle class uh whether he's the protagonist or an antagonist he's often an antagonist he's trying to go above his station he's trying to become richer become more powerful become get into this next that next level socioeconomically mm -hmm. 
And I'm in the in the one the one example that comes to mind is the talented Mr. Ripley. And I don't know if any if yes. any of you have seen that movie, yes. but that's that's the classic example of putting down that that lower middle class or even middle middle class antagonist because he's he's upsetting the order of things so much so that he kills people. So um for the for me if you could what is the there seems to be a gap between what I'm talking about and what you're talking about. Am, am I misreading that or are they the same thing but just from a different perspective? Help me understand. Uh, so why don't you take this question Supriya? Two aspects to it, Scott. What I felt is, you know, many of these uh, producers, they also wanted to show uh, two aspects. One is pride and prejudice type, where, you know, Darcy is a rich man, and then uh, Elizabeth is a middle class. She's looked down upon, that sexist uh, remarks are there, and then uh, Darcy improves. So if you see Gul, Gul openly admits that most of my shows I try to ape or imitate this kind of a plot without really understanding what that plot was about. That is one aspect. The second aspect is why there is a lot of sexism here is um, because it's easier to put down a woman than a man, especially when it comes to a marriage and a family structure. Because a woman is more about family, more about the self-respect, more about the respect of the family and uh, surroundings and maintaining the marriage. So it's easier to put them down. So the writers also find that easy to put that and wave it into the plot. And they wave that into the plot. So there is there is an inbuilt sexism um, there, it's matter. And that doesn't surprise me at all, given how many movies and TV talk about just get the get the girl married. Like I, I get, yes. I understand, but how is that a threat to the elites? That I guess that's the best way for me to ask that question. How is that a threat to the elites? You not getting married or you ascending into the middle class? How is that a threat? Because of uh, of you getting into their space. You under, do, do you uh, understand how, um, you know, it's just like, it's another form of racism. How, uh, you know, if you've been to a good school, you've been to an elite school, you don't want, you don't want the have nots to be with the haves. You, you don't want, you don't want people who don't ha have access to good education to come in. So we focus on the marriage. We focus on the marriage so we don't have that competition at it's, the top. It's just like, yeah, exactly. hey, this okay. is my club. Okay. I'm, I'm in an all, uh, I'm in Harvard club. And hey, I don't want you to have access to my club because you don't belong here. It's apartheid. So if you're middle class, don't come into my class. I'm elite. But uh, I would like to say one more thing. Sorry, sorry. But as Sumi and Shreya pointed out correctly, it is over-exaggerated also in Indian shows. Primarily to get the sympathy of the middle class. Primarily to get the sympathy of the women. Oh, she, that poor girl, she's getting tortured. What will happen next? What will happen to her? That's so Why sad. Why would they do it to women? Why would they make women so bichari? Why is a woman bichari? Why the hell is a woman bichari? Because men don't watch these shows. It's the demographic. Yeah, Mirar, so that is what I said. These shows, they don't cater to our our interests. That is the whole reason. That is why we don't watch these shows. Because as independent women, 
as educated women who have had the privilege of a family who do not put societal pressures on you majority audience who are there sitting in the rural areas or the you know the socio economic brackets they can relate to it because somewhere down the line somewhere in their lives they have seen it if not with them some of their friends or somewhere in the family it is something they relate to and then that fight but becomes their the time time out right there if they don't know the possibilities they're always going to be in that in that vortex of relating to it forever if they don't know that there is a possibility outside of it i've worked with women all my life if they don't know there's a possibility they don't know there's a possibility of them coming out of it a lot of women stay in that in in that pit of no possibilities because 99% of the time they don't know that they have a chance in india we show shows more on the perspective of bubbly but if we start showing more on anokhi's point of view things will start making a change because then you are going to root for anokhi exactly so why why do these regressive uh, shows still still get so much viewership okay so again uh, again as a statistician uh, i i i have lot of doubts on the trp because i have worked with the trp data needs the data i, I agree with i agree with you totally we have gone down this trp drain so many times these trp numbers do not make any sense at all these are don't get her started she come down come down off the trp ledge i know it okay yeah. i know okay, you're right you're right it's ridiculous these numbers do not make sense but you're tell right. me that uh, we still are talking about the middle class and this entire story of the bichari ladki from the indian middle class is has gone too far now um i'll tell you from experience that uh, we've spent the last in america we've spent the last 10 years dealing with uh with a lot of attacks on women and the attacks on women were so big because our rights went away in certain certain states our rights to exist went away in certain states our basic human rights went away in certain states uh because however much the world looks up to america our, our rights were held up by several people what we started were were several basic measures to change uh, change the way these people were dealing with women every year we did the women march the women's march was that monumental for us for our rights and any woman who can have a voice was called a nasty woman there were other names given to women uh, fundamentally what we did we turned that name around nasty woman is a badge of honor now so we turned it around into t-shirts generations of women wearing t-shirts called nasty women nasty woman is a good word we wear it like a badge of honor and we got mugs and we we actually created merchandise around nasty women so i i was seriously thinking how do you turn this middle class woman around into a badge of honor uh change people's perception around if if somebody's gone around and used middle class as a de- derogatory term how do you change change it change it around into a good term how do you change it around into somebody who's funky somebody like a noki somebody who can really give it back somebody who can who who which is not derogatory anymore somebody who is just the opposite of what they mean it is because you got to change the perception how do you how do you completely turn it in it on its head like we turn nasty women on its head that's one part secondly what we also did uh, very successfully was we we grabbed the wallet um uh, 
companies, uh, sponsors, and corporations that supported uh, narratives that were anti-women, we stopped spending money with them as a country. We, and it, was all, it all happened on, on, on Microsoft Excel. We passed around as women in this country, we passed around a, an Excel sheet amongst each other. The Women's March did it. Literally, this March did it. We passed around, we had an Excel sheet that we kept updating and we passed around that Excel sheet and us individually stopped spending money with those brands. You want to call us nasty women? We're fine with it. Nasty women is a good word from this day on. You want to change the meaning of the word. How are you guys going to change the meaning of middle class? And I'll leave it to the fan club to come back to us with ideas and we'll help you execute. How do you convert this entire taboo of middle class girls into something positive? I gave you ideas. Now come back to us and how are you going to convert that taboo of middle class into something positive? What are you going to do about it? Are you going to make videos? Of, are you going to make t-shirts? What are you going to do about being middle class? Right. You also need to take it out there and make sure that no other girl, no other woman, nobody else in this entire ecosystem that you operate in ever feels smaller because somebody calls her middle class. And that is the job that we are giving you today, fan club. All right. That's it for this week. And I tell you what, I had a lot of fun. I, I really, I, I want to go back and talk about Out of Love season two. I'm just kidding. Um, so I. <laughs> <laughs> you are so fascinated by this. By no, I just, I just like, I just like arguing with you. It's really that's what it comes down to. I knew that. And poor Shreya, she's like, I haven't watched this. I need to go watch it so I can pick a side. You need to watch it, by the way. Yes. You need to pick I'm a side. I'm going to do that because I felt so left out during that conversation, and y'all were arguing very deep. And I was like, I wanna, I wanna throw some hands somewhere too. I just, yeah. Yeah. you need to come and watch yeah. in somebody's corner, Shreya. I tell you, exactly. it, it's, it's fun exactly. just to watch the carnage. Really, honestly, if you've ever wanted some revenge. And there's I need too. your vote, Shreya. The women need your vote. I got. She's using that angle. She is. She's shameless. All of right. So I'm shameless. I'm a woman. Uh, what? what's, the, what's there to be shameful what? about? <laughs> no, I don't think uh, that, that's. That, I don't think that, that word that means what you think it means. Boundary has been crossed a long no. time ago. No shame, no game. Huh? No, that's okay. No, no, no. I don't feel shame about anything anymore. That's been crossed a long time ago. That doesn't work for me. All those things, uh, Indian women don't care. (laughs) I don't even know what to say to that. All right. So how about we just say, have a great week, everyone. And we'll see you next time. This is Scott. This is Miral. And I'm Shreya. And we're Daisy's Not Live. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, y'all. Wow.